0: hello what's up everybody welcome to wolf den live episode 147 the one where we have replaced our luke skywalker figure with sigma because luke can't seem to stand up on his own two it's, feet i love that figure this is one of my favorite figures it, ever it's, it, the, it's the luke unleashed figure unleashed figure from the star wars unleashed line I think about this in like 2007 this is the second wave version they have a lot of really great toys. In the they house. do. They have they have a good Boba Fett. They have a good Boba, Boba, Fett. Boba Fett. They got a good Leia. They, they got Jango. They got two good uh, Darth Vaders, if I remember correctly. Um, this one's great, except it doesn't stand up properly. I ever. also have a really hard time getting it, getting the the uh, the lightsaber wave. Yeah. In the base, but know, you seem yeah. to do it just fine. Yeah. So, but. Now that I fixed it, I guess we'll leave him here. Unless we, do we have unboxings and no, stuff? No, we don't have any unboxings. Good, so Luke can stay. But we still got segment um, down below. Our uh, video is not correct right now. What do you mean? It's uh, it's like glitching out. I don't know what, what happened. It has a frame rate? No. no. Oh, yeah, I see it. It's probably the Elgato. All right, well, you are... Uh, you say hello to everybody. All right. So hello, AP Machina. Hello, uh, Ginny G, Janice Abdullah, Botatu, uh, Gene Cough Memory, uh, Gene Cough Morales. Hello, anyone and everyone who is here. I got really nervous because it sounded like you unplugged something. I did. I unplugged the Elgato for a second. So Uh-oh. the video probably is going to cut out for a okay. minute. But uh, don't worry. The audio will be just fine. Oh, we? thank God. Um, oh, we should be back already. All right. Oh, it's still so just give day, us like two seconds, and hopefully everything will be okay. No uh, signal. Yeah, then... no signal because I unplugged the thing. Yeah, but don't worry, Will. It'll come right back up, and everything will be just fine. Yeah, let's find out. Okay, there uh, we go. So thanks, guys, for being patient. Yeah. Today we we listen. It's been a slow news week. Very slow news week because everybody's gearing up for Red Dead. Yeah, you look Red on Polygon and all the other all the other big old websites. Yeah, Red Dead Redemption Two is out friday this week yes yeah. so that is all over everything and yes. there's been a lot of leaks yes but it's just like gameplay footage yeah and it's nothing that exciting it's mostly stuff that we knew was coming people are getting fired over nothing yeah because <laughs> there's a whole lot of this. like we're seeing new gameplay footage that isn't that exciting we know yeah. a lot of the stuff well already, also you know? too i mean people are getting fired because over nothing but as we've learned rockstar is a terrible place to work yes uh, so the audio is out of sync now. because uh, I that. Okay, you want to so, go... Uh, I got to fix that. Why don't we talk about the Dreamcast? Okay. Me, so will you pull up the article and yes. you read the article. Because apparently, Sega is trying to gear up to put some Dreamcast games on the Switch. Okay. Yeah, I have the article up. Um, yeah, you read that. I'm gonna okay. going to figure out okay uh This is per NintendoSoup.com. When Sega Ages was first revealed, Sega announced intentions of bringing every popular game in their catalog up to the Dreamcast and Nintendo Switch. In a recent Famitsu interview, Sega's, uh, damn it. (laughs) Naoki Hori said the company is close to successfully making Dreamcast titles work on Nintendo Switch through emulation, but there's still one question left unanswered. Hori said that there are two ways to go about making Sega Ages Dreamcast titles on the Switch, either through emulation or remaking the game as they still have its source code. Both, sorry, I heard myself over there and I got distracted by my wonderful voice. Audio is totally fine. I don't know All right, that. try refreshing your page if um, if you're still having issues. Yeah, the audio is totally fine. There's All right. Ho, uh, Hory said that there are two ways to put Dreamcast games on the Switch, either through emulation or remaking them since he still have the source code. Both approaches are very different, but it seems the company is leaning towards using emulation for most of its Dreamcast titles while picking while picking the remake option for the rest. Uh, what do you think? Let us know in the comments. Uh, I'm still doing something. Okay. <laughs> so it sounds like, well, I always assume that the Sega Ages project on the Switch was gonna be very similar um, to the Sega Forever project on iPhone and Android, where Sega's just, Sega's releasing their games for free on mobile on all pla- from all platforms, Dreamcast, Genesis, whatnot. Um, you know, for free with ads, or you can, you know, pay the fee and remove the ads. Um so Sega Ages is basically the dream the Switch version of that. You have to pay for it. Um, but it's still the same thing, trying to get as many Sega games as possible on the Switch. Um, so now it looks like they did Sonic, they did Fantasy Star, now they're moving they're moving ahead right into the Dreamcast era, which is nice. That is nice because uh really all that Sega's got is Sega games and Dreamcast games. All the other stuff, people don't care about. Yeah. Well, you'd be surprised. <laughs> there's a big a, it, Saturn a col- of people. It's a cult following. They don't, yep. There's nothing that exciting going on there, you know? Yeah, well, Sonic CD is the one that people lose their minds over. On, but that's on Sega CD. Yeah, which, no, that's what I mean. That b- Between Sega Genesis and Dreamcast, there's nothing. Except Sonic CD. That's the only thing that is... You're upsetting is... a lot of Panzer Dragoon fans right oh, now. Oh, I don't give a crap about <laughs> Panzer Dragoon fans. <laughs> but Bob, you don't understand. The Master System was so powerful at the time. It had so many more colors than the NES. Mm. Have you seen Rocky on Master System? <laughs> Master System. <laughs> you know, the no big Game gear. <laughs> no thanks. Um, so... The number one thing on Sega Ages that uh, people wanted, people voted for, was Jet Grind Radio. Of course. Or Jet Set Radio. Did You just explain this to me, but I completely it's forgot. It's Jet Set Radio in Japan, and okay. in America, it's Jet Grind Radio. Okay. But either way, and then the sequel is, is... Jet Set Radio Future, no matter where you are. No matter where you are. Okay. But either way, you're pronouncing it wrong, because it's pronounced Jet Grind Radio! <laughs> I was expecting you to be a, do a really bad Japanese accent. No. Jet Setu Radio. <laughs> Ra- radio. Yeah. Yeah. They went Italian at the end. Yeah. Um, that is probably my number one pick. For I think a- it's like most people's number one pick. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. To do Jet Grind Radio. Absolutely. It's been a while. Yeah. Well, it has. There's only two. There's Jet Grind Radio and Jet Set Radio Future. Right. And they've re-released Jet Grind Radio a bunch of times. That's There's what eight- I mean. There was an HD version on the last gen systems, but Sega pulled it. You can't buy it anywhere anymore, which sucks. So I would love that. I would play it again. Absolutely. That game is great. Yeah, that game is great. Um, There's a lot of other, you know, classic Dreamcast games. Uh, Shenmue is currently having a renaissance right now. I know. (laughs) I know what you're going to say. What am I going to say? Not good. (laughs) Yeah. I don't... That is very much a product of its time. Absolutely. It's not something you can go back to and like yeah. have a great time with, you know. And the HD remakes are uh, are uh, apparently a the good HD example, remakes but... are bad. Like yeah. not not in terms of like they haven't aged well. Like they've been ported poorly. I heard that they tried to do it from the ground up, and yeah. then they scrapped it and just did a an HD. They tried to do an HD remaster, but they ended up just doing no. They tried to do an HD remake, and they ended up scrapping the whole thing, making Shenmue Three. And just doing an HD remaster. I, that makes sense. I mean, like, because a whole remake is a lot harder. And the game is a broken mess. So that's what you're getting when you're playing yeah. the HD remaster. Mm-hmm. You're getting a remaster. You're polishing a turd, yeah. really. Um, but at the time, it was <laughs> revolutionary. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have here a list from Metacritic of the top-rated Dreamcast game. Yes. Uh, number one. What do you think it is? Soul Calibur. Just because you looked. No, because I I know like Soul Calibur really? is, like the top rated Dreamcast game. Yeah. yeah. 98. Yeah. It's Soul it was Calibur. like one it was like that in of time where the first two games every website gave a 10 to. Jeez. I didn't know that about yeah. Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur one is like a big deal. You know what number two is? Yeah, I don't think you will ever guess number two. Jet Check radio! <laughs> oh, not radio. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. I, you know, now that you say it, it makes sense because, like, the Dreamcast version of that game is the best version of that game. Hmm. Why? Better graphics. Um, the controls are, like, you know, just as tight, if not tighter. Uh, I think it had, No, it didn't have online play. Wouldn't it be cool if you could play as Sonic? Yes. And you can grind rails. You could do... That would be a special yeah. move that you can <laughs> grind rails without a skateboard. Yeah. I mean, the Tony Hawk... Tony Hawk's like one, two, and three were like the bee's knees back in the day. So every time they came out, they got like just glowing reviews no matter what. I remember. We had it for the PC. We did. I think it came in a cereal box, and that's why we had it. I saw somewhere on the internet that it came in a cereal box. Really? Yeah. No, we bought it like in like a regular size, like the big box PC game. Yeah, we bought it. Why would we do that? Because we didn't have a PS1 at the time. And it wasn't uh, out on N64 yet. And that was the only way we can play Tony Hawk too. I remember you, you had to play it on the number keys. Yeah. We brought, a, we brought a controller just to play that one game. What year did that come out? 99? Or 2000?
1: One of those. Uh,
0: 2000. Yeah. So that was after Half-Life. Yes. <laughs> uh, yo, NetStrife. Thank you for the $5. Late, late, late fee. All fee. right, oh, he says late fee. Yeah. Thank you, Netstrife, for paying up. <laughs> All you other people out there being uh, mooches. Yeah. Um, number three, top-rated mm-hmm. Metacritic Dreamcast game. NFL 2K1. Number four, do you you I think you can guess what this is. Uh Marvel vs. Capcom. Jet, but... Scri- Jet Radio! Radio! <laughs> um I want to just go back to the NFL 2K okay. real quick. Because We're probably not gonna get any of the sports games on Switch. But, the Sega sports games, NFL 2K, NBA 2K, NHL 2K, those were some of the best reviewed, uh, finally remembered sports games of its time. It's the only sports series that ever gave EA a run for its money in anything. To this day, NBA 2K is still ranked better than anything EA puts out in terms of basketball games. NFL 2K. The new NBA 2K. Correct. NBA, NFL 2K was so good and so popular that EA had to buy the exclusive rights to the NFL in order to put them out of business. Yeah, that's, that's why we don't have any. What was the last NFL 2K game? NFL 2K 5. Or if you want to get technical, they did a 2K 8, but it was unlicensed. Unlicensed? Yeah, it had like a... Like legacy characters and like fake teams. Oh, all foot, all pro football. Two K eight. Yeah, not NFL. Yeah, the last one was Two K five. And at, and Two K four and five. Two K four is just called. Okay, so Two K four and five is called ESPN NFL. Yeah. The f- four is called ESPN NFL football. There's no Two K four at all. Right. Yeah. But trying- then five, it's ESPN NFL Two K five. I think they were trying to like rebrand and go for like a. Like a more mature, serious look, like a more television presentation. They they, they got the ESPN brand and they were probably yeah. like, "Let's use that." And then they realized, "Oh no, people don't know if this is a two K game." Yeah. So then they went back, and then it all fell apart. Yeah. Well, it did great for them because to this day, people still think two K five is the best football game of all time. Wow. Yeah. Madden has been slacking behind because they they're releasing the same game every year. Yeah. All right. Uh, there is also Quake Three Arena. Skies of Arcadia, yes. Test Drive, Le, Man, Le Mans, NBA 2K1, NBA 2K2, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. There you go. All right. So, a lot of these aren't exclusives. Right. I'm so I'm assuming if Sega is going to put it out, it's going to be a Sega-made game. Like a homegrown Sega game. Oh, yes. Well, Sega Ages, does it have to be? Does that mean that it has to be a Sega-made game? I think, yeah, because it's coming, it's, it's coming from Sega. So, all of the ones that are in Sega Ages right now are Sega-made? Yes. Well, so, no. Sonic, it... Fantasy Star. Isn't um, Shinobi? Yeah, that's Sega. Sega made Shinobi? Yeah. I didn't know that. How did you not know that? <laughs> I didn't know Shinobi made... I didn't know Sega made Shinobi. It has to... Yeah. It's... The new Shinobis are also Sega? All the Shinobis are Sega. Oh, goddamn. I didn't know that. All right. <laughs> I'm a fake Sega fan you are. I'm a fake Shinobi fan. Yeah. But I like Shinobi. Um... So we're probably not going to... I mean, because let's be real. If Marvel vs. Capcom was going to be on it, Capcom would make it. If Soul Calibur was going to be on the Switch, Namco would make it. Right. So as much as we want something like Soul Calibur, we're not going to get that. Yeah. I mean, unless they put Soul Calibur on the Switch. I, the, the first one's obviously going to be Jack Grime Radio. Yeah. Radio. Radio. Um, Skies of Arcadia is that Sega? I think so. Um, yeah, Skies of Arcadia is Sega. Okay. Somebody was also yelling "Panzer Dragoon." Oh no, that was you. That was um, I, I'm having yeah. a stroke. <laughs> um, um, Crazy Taxi. Yes, yeah, somebody in the chat was yelling "Crazy Taxi." Yeah, I think it was. Ajax. There were two Crazy Taxi games on the Dreamcast. Not many people remember that. Crazy yeah. Taxi One and Two. It'd be yeah. nice to get both of them because they haven't re-released Crazy Taxi Two ever. But they. Oh yeah, yeah. One was on the phone. And didn't they get yeah. rid of Tower Records and like they and got Pizza rid of, Hut and like yeah. all the all the license stuff? Yeah. And you gotta be careful because some of them don't have the original soundtrack. So no ah. offspring, no bad religion. That's very important. They need to re release it in its purest form. Yeah. And that means getting the licenses to all of these companies that are some are now defunct. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's very important. Yeah. And I would like to see Crazy Taxi 2, because that takes place in New York. I'm drawing a blank on Crazy Taxi 2. Yeah, think. exactly. No, not many people know about Crazy Taxi 2. Should release it in a pack, but I feel like bundling in 2 with 1 isn't going to up the um the like people aren't going to care that much. If you well, release Crazy Taxi 1, throwing 2 in there isn't going to give you more sales, I don't think. Well, it might. Because if you look at what they're doing with uh, like the other Sega Ages games, like Sonic and Fantasy Star, they're adding things to it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people are going to buy Crazy Taxi 2 on its own. Exactly. So if you bundle it with one, it's just added incentive. I feel like that's the only way we're going to get Crazy Taxi 2. Yeah. If you bundle it with one. Yeah. You know, the game you love and now a game that is the sequel to the game you love that you didn't know about. Maybe that can also lead to Crazy Taxi 3 High Roller, which was an Xbox exclusive and took place in Vegas. (laughs) You know too much about Crazy Taxi I knew knew somebody who (laughs) owns Crazy Taxi 3 in high school. There's an arcade version too, right? Of Crazy Taxi 1. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it just is it just Crazy Taxi it's one or ju- is it an arcade it's version? It's just Crazy Taxi one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, people in the chat are also saying Power Stone, which might be my number one pick. Yeah. But oh, Power Stone two, not that, one, two. That's a Capcom game. Rats. And if anything, <laughs> but it wasn't exclusive. Well, Power Stone one and two was exclusive to Dreamcast. Right. It got a. It got an HD collection on the PSP right? of both games. Right. We have a backlog episode yes. about Power Stone, too. And we lose our minds. Cause we do. Because Power Stone is great. It's great. Um, so, if anything, Capcom would probably just port that over to the Switch. If they want to do that. Which they should. But, yeah, but that's on Capcom. Yeah. Well, Capcom's... Capcom plays nice. They do. Capcom plays yeah. nice. So say, if, if, Do we have the poll? I'm going to pull up the poll. Oh, what games you want to... Like Dreamcast games to put on, Switch. yeah, that's what yeah. When Jet Set Radio topped the chart. Yeah, um, it I'm was, just I'm just going through now. Like Sega made games for. We talked about this on the show already. One was Jet Set Radio. Yeah, series. Uh, two was Shenmue One and Two. Mm-hmm. Three was Azul Panzer Dragoon. This is this poll was in Japan. Okay, I think that's important. Yeah. Um, four was Virtual Fighter Five was Shining series. So Shining Shining Dawn, Force Shining Force. Yeah. Uh, Six was Panzer Dragoon Series, which is different than Azult Panzer Dragoon. Uh, I'm just going to go to... Oh, Burning Ranger is a good one. Yeah. But that was... That's not a Dreamcast game. No. That's a Sega like Saturn yeah. game, I believe. That's on my list of games that I want to buy. Mm-hmm. But you're never going to find that. Yeah. yeah, it's Sega Saturn. Um, Nights into Dreams. Yeah, that's Saturn too. That's something people really want. Yeah. I've never actually played it. I Except I've was- played it inside of Sonic I think. I think it's Sonic Adventure 1. Really? Um part of it is like I think in the casino part it's like kind of like nights. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Something like that. I don't remember. I think it was an Xbox Live game. Game with Gold once. I think I got it but I never downloaded it. One uh, number 22 on this list is Sonic 3 and Knuckles. You know what number 21 is? The Beating Out Sonic 3 and Knuckles Die Hard Arcade. <laughs> 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 Yo, man, Die Harder K is a good game, but it's not Sonic Three and Knuckles. Cut. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Power Stone is not on here. That's crazy. I it must be because oh, it's in the comments. Yeah, it must be because yeah, it's Capcom. Yeah, so they probably just didn't even include just it. Sega only. Yeah, uh, so that's that's a little unfortunate. That means we're never getting Power Stone in Sega Ages. Yeah if they're not even Well, that's the thing. If Sega Ages is probably going to be Sega published games only like Crazy Taxi, like Shenmue, like Echo the Dolphin, Defender of the Future. Is yeah. that? Is is that? That's a... the Dreamcast Echo the Dolphin game. I didn't know they made a Dreamcast yep. one. Uh, probably sucks. They got to do Fantasy Star also. They got to do Fantasy Star. That'd be cool to have, if they're doing Sega Ages, have it actually online. Fantasy Star online, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, House of the Dead 2. That would be good, because you can use the Joy-Con as the gun. You would need a reticule. You would. On screen, yeah. Yeah. But if they could do if they could do it. They could do typing of the dead. Yes. And you use an actual keyboard. Yes. you could plug an actual keyboard into the switch. USB keyboard. There you go. Um. So that's a uh, Power Stone 2 would be my number one but we're not going to get that. Yeah. And I said previously that Jet Set Radio or Jet Ride Radio would be my number one, but I, you know, keep forgetting about Sonic Adventure 2. I need my Sonic Adventure I mean, 2. I feel like we'll definitely get the Sonic Adventure games. Yeah. I don't think that's, you know, out of, you know, not a possibility. I think that's definitely going to happen. I, I need that in my it's life. It's all of like the the other stuff, the more cult stuff. And if they're fixing stuff, if they're doing stuff with these games, yeah. with the Sega Ages games, fix the goddamn camera in Sonic yes. Adventure 2. Yes. And one. <laughs> but still we need a yeah. solid free look rotating camera on the right stick yeah cuz that was the ma- that was the biggest flaw in Sonic Adventure yeah. but you know also you got to look at things like Samba de Amigo Space Channel 5 Seaman uh F- Sega Bass Fishing <laughs> things like that like the more Seaman yeah Seaman should be an app it should I should put that on the phone make mm-hmm. a mobile app cuz it's a Tamagotchi it's a it's a it's a sarcastic yeah like like crude tamagotchi the thing is you got to be able to talk to it hey, so you need a mic yeah that's why you put it on the phone can't talk to it on the switch mm-hmm. unless you plug in a headset yeah <laughs> you're in public talking to your yeah. phone <laughs> it's talking back to you um so what what is your number one then Jet Grind oh my Radio! God. <laughs> no, seriously, it is. Is That that doesn't have licensed music, right? It does. It does. It does. Okay. I thought it was all made for it, like Splatoon. For the most part, every time they re-release it, they pretty much get almost all, if not all, the songs re-licensed. I think one time they couldn't get one song because the publisher went out of business. Ah. But everything else, like they're able to get. They're if the pr- publisher goes out of business, can't you just use the song anyway? I don't think so. There's like... You know, they probably didn't just like to protect their ass, you know, because mm. God forbid they use it and they wind up getting sued. Scruff in the chat says, I pay $60 full retail for Skies of Arcadia. And Chasing Perspective says the typing of the dead. Yeah. Chasing Perspective also says Shadow Man. Shadow Man was, um, that was an acclaim Ooh. game. Somebody owns that because I've seen that re-released. Is it good? It's a, a, From what I understand, it's not bad. There's also one, I think, PS1 and N64. I've always wanted to get the N64 cart. I think chasing perspective is just copying and pasting the best uh, rated games. Yeah. <laughs> Shadow Man, of course, based on the Valiant comic of the same name. Ooh, comic books. Yeah. You ever read those? <laughs> They're good. That's a little disappointing that uh, we're not going to get a Power Stone now, I'm sad. Well, we're not going to get it in Sega Ages. We have to rely on Capcom to re-release Capcom it. Capcom plays nice. Yes. But I feel like Sega's just not even going to ask, you know? Well, no. Sega's probably just going to focus on their own stuff. Yeah. You know, if if we want Power Stone, we have to bug Capcom. Sega's just going to focus on Sonic. and So Je- it's up to you. <laughs> yes. We're going to have to start a campaign yeah. for, for Power Stone, too, yeah. on the Switch. Yeah, no. Sega's definitely going to focus on their own things. Like Power, uh, not Power Stone, like uh, Sonic and Jack Ryan Radio and Fantasy Star and things like that. Things like Soul Calibur, Power Stone, um, friggin' Tony Hawk. You know, that will, you're going to have to go to the individual publisher and ask for. Bird Burnouts, our best friend in the chat says, Have you talked about the Smash leak? No. No. Uh, tweet it to me or DM me the, about the Smash leak or yes. at me on Discord because I have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, there's there's so many Smash leaks that most of them are so obviously fake. Yeah, that I just I just immediately brush off. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, so I guess I guess we know what we're getting with the. Uh, it seems a lot more limiting than I was expecting, the amount of uh, Dreamcast games that we're able to get. I mean, we're still able to get a lot. Sega did do the majority of Dreamcast games. Right. So, you know, we're still going to get some good stuff. We're just not going to get, you know, e- necessarily everything. It's kind of like, you know, the mythical N64 classic. You right. know, we're still going to get a lot of good stuff because Nintendo did most of those games. We're just not going to get everything. We're not going to get the big ones, but we're going to get a lot of good ones. Uh, let's see if I can bring this on the screen. Uh, let's move on to... Uh, let me s- do this. Let's move on to the Smash leak that Burgundy Burnouts okay. just told me about. Uh, apparently, we're going over to Reddit. Oh, boy. Once it loads. Smash, League, Smash Brothers roster may have leaked. If you don't want to be spoiled, do not read it any further. Well, here's the thing, though, about that. Uh, no one knows if this is legit. Uh-huh. So, if you're worried about spoilers, I don't think you should be. Uh, here's an image. Oh, God, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Look at how blurry and, out, like, out of focus that is. Oh, God. This and they're like just it, tracing people. It just looks like a sh- a smear of paint. Oh, there's Gino. He's there! Oh, boy! Banjo-Kazooie! Shadow. Shadow is 110% an Echo Fighter. I don't care what yeah. anybody says. Um, Isaac, that's from... Golden, Golden Sun. Sun, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ken should be in there. What the hell's Chorus Kid? I have no idea. And Mock Rider. You Google Mock Rider. All right, I was gonna. Look. But yeah, Ken's Ken's there. Yeah, uh, I'll read the rest. Of this. I was gonna Google Chorus Kid, but give me one second. You could Google both of them, man. All right, well, hold on. Mock Rider is an NES game, a futuristic driving game created by Nintendo. It was first released in 1985 for the Nintendo Entertainment System just like a motorcycle uh yeah mad max motorcycle game okay and then, i mean that'd be cool if they're reaching that far back into their catalog for a game they've never made a sequel to uh so this guy who posted this i guess mm-hmm. says oh f guys actually read the whole thread this s may be effing legit Mr. Eric B. is the graphic designer French mother effort that cites Bandai Namco on his his now private LinkedIn, who failed to blur his name in the pic of the video he took at the actual graphic printing site. The Grinch means it is mixed with other Christmas S. The Instagram test reads, F Nintendo LOL. Big Nib gonna F him LOL. Big Nib is Nintendo, I guess. Uh, yeah and no clean source of empty everyone is here battlefield exists i don't buy this for a second the all of those characters so far are ones that are already previously rumored the chorus kids are from rhythm heaven oh these guys oh uh, oh oh so it's like a like a collection of them yeah because it looked bizarre looking um edit to some proof here this is the original snapshot the dude has an empty version of the background Okay. Oh, so it's the it's the cover art or inside art. I don't, oh no, is this a poster? I guess it's a poster. Very bizarre. And this game doesn't come out to like mid-December. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, somebody posted uh somebody added me and they were like, because so Golan is the company that does um all of the uh all of the, uh, I guess, marketing or like uh, public relations for uh, Nintendo. Yes. And somebody added me in a picture of somebody who worked for Golan. They tweeted out a picture of all of these, uh, all of the upcoming games, like the physical boxes mm-hmm. and was like, oh, it's a great week to work for Nintendo, but get to play all these games. And they had, you know, the new Pokemon, they had a new Smash Brothers there. Yeah. And someone was like, hey, do you think this is a legit There's not a chance in hell that that Smash Brothers was a legit copy of Smash Brothers. That was definitely uh, one of like the E3 builds or one of the convention builds or something, because these games don't go gold until like a month before they're released, right? So that was like two weeks ago. There's no way two weeks ago Smash Brothers was a finished game. Yeah, you know. So I don't know. I don't know about this. Edit four for all those saying this. Looks too convenient as these characters were highly requested. I would like you to meet Ridley, King K. Rule, and possible Simon. Truth be told, I have no idea if Simon was a highly requested character. I don't think he was. Simon, Simon Belmont. Oh, I think he was. Um, somebody pointed out that the original picture was an armband, hence the blurriness. Oh. Oh. So okay. So part of this poster, I guess you can cut it off, and there's like an armband attached to it. Know. Found this tweet. Nintendo act actu was able to check with the company concerned that the employee behind the alleged leak of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate works well for this one. There's too much slang going on here. <laughs> I don't know. I, th- I I don't know. I don't buy anything. Yeah. At this point. Especially with a game as hotly anticipated as this, yeah, where there's too many leaks like that, yeah. So I don't know, and also it seems too convenient. Mm-hmm. Joel McKinley, thank you for the ten dollars. That's a lot of dollars. The Honorable Judge Blunts presides. The hell does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> but thank you. Yes. Uh, Haley Gold says it was Tim Gettys approved due to Grinchgate. So Tim Geddes is behind this. Okay, that <laughs> or, makes sense. Or or he agrees with this. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, AJ says being blurry adds to the authenticity. Ain't you never saw you no leaks? It's true. Yeah, you never. You can never go by this. Sakurai said, uh, "Hey, uh, there's going to be a lot less new characters." There's going to be a lot less character reveals from now on because we're running out of characters. So yeah. everybody... Well, yeah, cool. there's like a thousand characters in this game. Yeah. And that would be what? Th- what was that? Six characters? That's a lot of characters. Yeah. I don't know. It seems too easy to, to fake something like that. Yeah. Haley also says, Why do people risk their jobs to leak? I don't know if they do. Well, that guy was like F Nintendo. Yeah, that guy was clearly risking his job. Most, most of the time... It's by accident. Like, that time Shadow of the Tomb Raider was found out because a guy was working on it on the train. Yep. I think it's very easy to accidentally leak something like that. Yeah. Very easy. Um, But, I mean, these people do it on purpose. Mm -hmm. But also, like... Imagine you work. Remember the GameStop ones? The GameStop ones were like, uh, they'd get a poster like a day early, and all the GameStop employees would take a picture of it and send it out. But like that, you can't stop. They're freaking GameStop employees working minimum wage. There's nothing you can do about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Ursa says Crash Bandicoot should be in Smash. That's the thing. Like, that's something that I think makes this feel authentic is that Crash isn't in there. Yeah. Rayman isn't in there. Like, those are. Highly anticipated right. characters. Banjo Kazooie is too, but mm-hmm. um, I would think Crash over Banjo. You know, yeah. But I mean, you know, again, Nintendo and Microsoft are like bros now, so it would make sense True. for Crash to be in, a uh, Banjo to be in the game. I think they should throw a wrench in everybody and put freaking Master Chief in there. Yeah, because <laughs> Snake was the holy crap moment. Like yeah. no one expected well, that. Okay. They would probably do some BS because there was um, one of the Dead or Alive games, they had a Spartan in there, but it wasn't it was Master Chief. It was like Jane's 149 or whatever. Hey, she you know was what? From. That's fine. It's not fine. <laughs> Nobody wants to play as her. They want to play as Master Chief. That's true. I'll make him look just like Master Chief. She did. K <laughs> Special says, Crash Over Banjo, what is wrong with you? Crash is way more popular than Banjo. I don't know what to tell you. Alright, we're moving on now. All right, yeah. Uh oh, yeah, we gotta talk about this. This is another big one. Uh Will Meltan revealed to be the first mythical Pokemon that evolves? And according to Kotaku, he evolves into an absolute unit. Yeah, that is that is quite the evolution. I just he like has the way there. that they worded it. Yeah. Let me open it up real quick. Uh what's his name? Melmetal? Melmetal. <laughs> he is massive. Uh I I like the way he looks way more than Meltan. I mean, he, he looks like an actual like creature. This is also the first mythical Pokemon to evolve. Which like took me a minute, but now that I think about it, yeah, the mythical ones are just they are how they are and they're mm-hmm. always these crazy looking things. Mm-hmm. Meltan was like, "What? Yeah. Really? This is mythical?" But now this makes a lot of sense. If you scroll down to the last image on this page, it's like Meltan following the trainer. Oh, my God. <laughs> that looks insane. Yeah. Look at these people that have their backs turned. They should be horrified. They're going to turn around and go, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I wouldn't mind having that thing following me around. Um, in order to evolve it, Will. Well, yes. in order to get it, we talked about this already, but you yeah. need to have... Pokemon Let's Go and Pokemon Go and you need to like... Yeah. You can only do it like once or something. Mm -hmm. Um Mel... In order to evolve it into Melmetal, you need 400 candy. Jeez. So that means you need 130 something... 133 Meltans. Yeah. Something like that. Unless you keep feeding them one of those berries that makes more candy. Yeah. So you need a you never get in this thing, yeah. Basically, <laughs> um, according to the official announcement, Melmetal revealed after three thousand years, uh, Melmetal was worshipped in ancient times as a Pokémon with the power to create metal. Because of its evolution from Meltan, its body has hardened and is now incredibly sturdy. Melmetal is made of liquid metal, and its flexible arms can be whipped forward to deliver a devastating punch. It can also execute a powerful, unique steel-type physical move known as double iron bash. By using the hex nut in its chest like an axle to spin its arms around, Melmetal can deal a double strike to its opponent. The weight of the heavy hex nuts on its arms combined with the spinning motion gives the double iron bash move extraordinary power. His name is Melmetal. Category Hexnut Pokemon, which it's not a category. That's not a category Height eight foot two inches, so his height sounds about right. Yeah, not like these other Pokedex entries. Weight one thousand seven hundred sixty three point seven pounds. Type Steel. Um. Evolving Meltan into Melmetal and in Pokemon Go requires 400 Meltan candies acquiring by capturing Meltan and sending them to the Professor Willow or transferring them to the upcoming Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu Reavy. So it's going to take a really, really, yeah. really long time to get it. But it sounds like it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It also sounds like he has a brand new move. That punching yeah. situation. I'm significantly more happy with this than I am with the regular old Meltan. Well, good luck getting one. It's going to take forever. Yeah. Uh... I told you about the garbage with steel type move, uh, steel type Pokemon, right? How uh, apparently fire is their weakness is one of their weaknesses. Okay, which is like all right, fine. Yeah. Um, electric type doesn't do anything. I think we talked about this last week. Electric type doesn't do anything to them. Right. It's just a uh, neutral. It like does yeah. whatever. Um, but electric is powerful against water because water is conductive. Right. If steel is conductive. Why isn't? It affect like that doesn't make any sense. None of it makes sense, Bob. Bob was the hell out of me. And then I on stream I pulled up the conductivity chart on Wikipedia, <laughs> and steel is more conductive than uh, drinking water. So, you know, yeah. it's stupid. I'm significantly more excited about. I'm getting myself more pumped for Pokemon. Let's go. That's good. Uh Lizdrin, uh, who says I'm pretty upset. They're locking this dude behind 400 candies in a mobile game when it's too cold to play outside. That's the thing. I never play Pokemon Go when I'm outside. I always try to remind myself to, and I don't. Yeah. I always forget to do it. Um. Adrian says, what about Cosmog? He evolves. Who the hell? the hell is a Cosmog? It's Cosmog. I'm pulling him up right now. Oh, he's from Sun and Moon, I think. It evolves into Cosmoem. Is he a mythical? Uh, is he? It, it just says external links, legendary and mythical Pokemon. Or is his evolution the mythical one? he he's a regular who evolves into a mythical. I don't know. It doesn't the the website doesn't say at all if he's mythical or not. At the bottom of the page it says legendary or mythical pokémon. <laughs> Let's go to Celebi. It doesn't say. Um, C-Shin says Cosmog is a legendary. Uh is Lunala? Apparently, okay, so this is weird. According to Sarah B, it it has that evolution and then it evolves into the two okay. legendaries from Sun and Moon. Okay. So are they also legendaries or are they mythical? I'm just going to say they're legendaries. Are different from mythical. Okay. Again, that, according to Seishin. That's what we learned last week. Yeah. Um, uh, Mark says It's a girl, Bob. Her name is Nebby. Is that the girl from Sun and Moon? That was in the game that I played for two seconds. All right. Oh, there's another Pokemon thing, isn't there, that we need to talk about? Uh no. Yes. Yes, there yes. is. Yes, yes, there is. What well, would you hear about this? No. A can a city in Kansas. Mm-hmm. AJ turned me on to this. The city of Kansas is renaming itself Topeka in honor of everyone's favorite Pokemon. You know the city Topeka? I was going to say, is it Topeka? Topeka. That's from Foster's Home of Nightmare Friends, I (laughs) think? Topeka. Uh, No. I don't know what that's from. Uh, I can't say this name. Michelle de la... uh, Isla. Isla? Yeah. Uh, Michelle of the island. Yeah. The mayor of Kansas state capital, Topeka, must really love Pokemon because she's uh, rechristening the settlement as Topikachu this Saturday. Local residents will hopefully not be too confused by this temporary name change, which only lasts one day. On the special day, Nintendo will provide the residents of Topeka, sorry, Topikachu, with the opportunity to play Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee on the Switch, so it seems like a fair exchange to us. Uh, if you're in the area, head over to the parking lot of Topeka Zoo at Gage Park for a Pokemon Let's Go road trip experience. So they're going to set up a thing Yeah, go over there and play the game. Uh, Amazingly, this isn't the first time the city has changed its name to Topikachu. According to WIBW.com, the same stunt was pulled back in 1998 when Pokemon was only just making its presence felt in the West. Now that's dedication. I heard it was for Pokemon Yellow. I mean, it didn't come out in ninety eight? Pokemon Yellow? I don't think so. Pokemon Red and Blue came out in 98. Um, Oh no, it did. Initial release. Oh no, that might be Japanese. Hold on. I gotta look now. August of 1998 was when it was last called to Pikachu. Well, Yellow was released in North America in uh, October 1999. Okay. And in Japan, September of nineteen ninety eight. So August would be too early. So right, that so must pro- be blue, must red and, red and, blue. and blue, Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, because it wasn't even that popular yet. Yeah, it needed to, to grow some steam. I would like to point out that the headline of this article is a city in Kansas is renaming itself Topikachu. The city in question is the capital city of Kansas. Yes, the mo- probably the most well-known city in Kansas. Yeah. So you could have just said, if you would have just said Topeka, we would have known what state you were talking about. Yeah, they should have said Topeka. We would have known what's up. But that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's also weird. Apparently, the mayor plays a lot of Pokemon Go, and that's why this is happening. I buy it. She's excited for this. Yeah. What's super weird is that, like, is this a marketing ploy? It doesn't look like it is. Well, it doesn't look like I would expect Nintendo to be like, "Hey, here's a bunch of money. Change yeah. your name to Topeka." I wouldn't be surprised because Topeka, Kansas, also wants to change its name to Google to try and get Google Fiber into their city. Who did? Topeka. Topeka did. Yeah. Oh, Topeka just doesn't care about they their just name. Don't care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fred, two dollars super chat. It's it is hot in Topeka, Foster's home. That's what it is. Okay. It's hot in Topeka. Topeka. Um. Yeah, that that's why check. it's weird like that there's no money being exchanged. Yeah. So it's literally just this mayor is like, hey, I love Pokemon, and wouldn't it be cool to be able to play it? Let's get Pokemon over here, and uh, we'll get to play it early. So well, she's like, I want to play Let's Go early. How do I get Nintendo over here? Let's change the name to Topeka Well, they're doing that whole bus tour thing anyway. I know, but would they really go to Topeka? Probably not. Maybe. This was her way to be like, let's get them over yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted, I wanted to see, because they have Pikachu and Eevee going around. I want a picture of Pikachu and Eevee. Yeah. I think I missed it, though. Ah. I think they came in New York already. We- I mean, during the launch, maybe I'll be able to see it. Uh, two Bic Games says something that I need to address. Yes. I can get in this question a lot. Mm-hmm. Hey, Wolf Den, when are you going to pick the, who won the headset giveaway? He was picked, and I emailed him. His name was Kyle L, but that's definitely not his real name. No. Um so it's, uh, it's done. Goodbye. Yeah, you didn't get an the email, then you didn't win. If you're not him, then you didn't win. Um, if you were not Nicholas Cage's son, you did not win. One guy tweeted at me like a thousand times. I was like, "All right, dude. What do you yeah. think? You like what are the chances that you won? One in two thousand. Mm-hmm. You did not. Chances are you did not. Um. All right. Next. Uh two dollar super chat from DB Easley. Love y'all. Thanks for the great podcast. Every week. Thank you. I don't know if it's every week it's a great podcast. Yeah, that's but thank true. you. <laughs> I mean every week we do a podcast. Yeah. Every week is it great? I don't know. Yeah. Uh I would just like to circle back. Um her name was Spartan four five eight from Dead or Alive 4. Her name her real name is Nicole. And she looks exactly like Master Chief. Yeah, I would have just thought that was Master Chief. Yeah. She's got a whole big-ass backstory and whatnot. Just put her in Smash. Yeah. Put Master Chief in Smash. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about Fallout. Everybody loves Fallout. Okay. Uh, Bethesda tries to set player expectations ahead of Fallout 76 beta. Mm-hmm. Uh Beta. Oh, okay. I thought it was the actual game release. Yeah, no, I think the beta's coming out. This is the first multiplayer Fallout. Am I correct in saying that? I believe so. Late yesterday, this is according to Kotaku, Bethesda published a letter to its fans that appeared to be an attempt to set their expectation for today's launch of the Fallout 76 beta test on Xbox One. The letter covered a variety of topics, but the most notable was when Bethesda touched on how buggy its game, its games have been in the past, prepping players for Fallout 76 bugs and issues that it allowed would in some cases be, quote, spectacular in scope. All right, I'm just going to read their their statement. Uh, Given what we're doing with 76, we know we're opening everyone up to all new spectacular issues none of us have encountered, the studio said in the letter. Some we're aware of, such as areas where performance needs to improve with lots of players. Others, we surely don't. (laughs) We need your help finding them and advice on what's important to fix. Uh, This is according to Kotaku. Will people who play the game tonight find their custom-made characters falling through the map or struggle to shoot targets at point-blank range? Will they even be able to log in? Only time will tell as more studios adventure into, quote, games-as-a-service territory. However, language like Bethesda's isn't uncommon. And then Fallout, the Fallout Twitter account tweeted, November 2077, a month after the Great War, Army Captain Roger Maxson arrived with survivors at the California bunker of Lost Hills. There he formed the Brotherhood of Steel who use a functioning satellite to uh, extend their reach across America all to, all the way to Appalachia. And then it's just a picture of a, mm-hmm. of a, what do you call that? A power suit. Yes. Power armor. Um, What is this? Over the weekend, the maker of Call of Duty Black Ops 4 responded to players' criticism of the game's lowered server tick rate by arguing that the downgrade was part of an effort to ensure stability at the game's launch. Quote, as we have always said, launch is just the beginning, and we're committed to making Black Ops 4 the best supported game we've ever delivered. Similarly, Rockstar has already tried to lower expectations for Red Dead. Okay. Okay. So, Bethesda games are famously buggy. Yes, this is their first Fourier into multiplayer, mm-hmm. right? The first uh, major one. Yeah, because it's not—it's not just like a multiplayer game; it's like an always-on multiplayer game. Well, their biggest games are Skyrim and—I uh, mean—Elder uh, Scrolls and Fallout. Yeah. And this is the first one that is going to be multiplayer. Yes. I guess Skyrim, they have that mobile game that's multiplayer. Right? They also that have Elder count. Scrolls Online, but that's, that's a different thing. That's not even made by them. is not? No. Well, Fallout... It's se- published by them. Yeah. Fallout 76 is supposed to be a proper Fallout game that also happens to be online. Oh, it's, it's published by ZeniMax Online Studios, which is... That's Bethesda's parent company. Yes. yeah. So it technically yeah. is part of Bethesda, but not really. Yeah. You know? Um it's also a completely different like, yeah, yeah. beast. That, this is Fallout Four online. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. It's gonna have like single player style missions, just you play it with friends. Yes. Yeah. Uh yo, Michael Caps, thank you for the five dollars. Thank you. Uh Fallout 4 was already buggy. Yeah. It's already crazy buggy. All other games are buggy. So they're just taking that and making it online where it is going to be just yeah. a mess. <laughs> And I think people are already expecting a mess. Yeah. But they're like, prepare yourself. Yeah. And I think that's good because I think, you know, people forget that betas are supposed to be tests. A lot of times they're glorified demos. Like developers like polish a certain piece of a game for you to play and then like try to pass it off as a beta. Really, it's just a demo. Yeah. So I think that, I mean, that's where we're at now is that, we get betas first yeah and they act, kind of act as demos and people treat them as demos mm-hmm. even though the company's like whoa we just want to make sure this works when it launches yeah so it's it's this weird middle area you know yeah like sometimes when i play a beta i have to remind myself like oh this, oh, this is, is broken a beta. because yeah. this is a beta mm-hmm. this is not a demo yeah a case special in the chest is how is bethesda still getting away with having buggy games when they've been using the same engine for years uh, well, the engine is always modified. Yeah, it's never the same. It's always just iterated on. Um, they get away with it because people love their games. Yeah, uh, you can have a buggy game if the game is good, and that's where they that's where they're at. Mm-hmm. It's not like Telltale. Telltale couldn't. They couldn't be bothered anyone. to <laughs> fix anything. Um, Nazareth Nazar- says, "Didn't Doom have some multiplayer?" Yes. Yes but that was id which is a subsidiary so it's kind of different yeah like you got to understand like the way they're structuring fallout is they're taking fallout the the entire structure of fallout and they're making it multiplayer so they're just so how you played fallout 4 you're playing this game but now with with human beings instead of bots I was just double-checking to make sure that Fallout 76 is Bethesda. Yeah, and, uh, yeah it's Bethesda yeah. Game Studios. But I was th- a lot of times they bring in somebody to do the multiplayer. Like, I think someone did the multiplayer for Doom. Uh, you know, you might be right. What was it 2016? 20, yeah, 2016. Uh, it usually says developers and then... No, it's software. But then there's always a little thing. Additional work. For Nintendo Switch by Panic. No, wait. Somebody else worked on Doom. Because I spoke to him the other day. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah, there was another company that worked on it. I, yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know if it was the multiplayer, though. No, I think you're right. Doom multiplayer was developed in conjunction with certain Certain Affinity. Got yes it. yes 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 that makes sense yeah so fallout 76 I feel like they gotta have they're they gotta have some help somewhere a lot of times they don't tell you until after the game yeah out, like well after the game's out so I don't know but I they, mean unless this is being built completely within Bethesda it's true popular. but again they don't they're not proficient in multiplayer Right. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're getting help from somebody. else. Well, maybe that's why they like had to go out ahead of time and like give this uh, notice because they are doing this by themselves. Right. And you know, if you think our single player games are buggy, wait till you play our multiplayer games. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Will. Yes, Bob. If we're done with this topic, you have a little. You have a notice. Oh, uh, uh, is, is, is it my read? is it my best friend? Yep. Uh, LKM Cherokee with a five dollar super chat. Hey, Will. What are your thoughts on Aquaman forty one and Titans twenty eight tie ins to Drowned Earth? Uh, I did read I read Aquaman. I, I'm not through reading Titans. Uh, f- I think they have an interesting concept. I liked Aquaman because it focused more on Mera while Aquaman's off doing Justice League stuff in Justice League. Here's the thing, though. They're tie ins to Drowned Earth. And if you've seen, I did a video m- many moons ago about uh, f- tie ins and event comics. Nine times out of 10, you don't have to read them. And these felt like. You know, your usual tie-ins that are unessential to the overall story. So if you want to read Drowned Earth, just read Drowned Earth. Maybe when you're done, go back and check these out. But these are not essential to the story. There's another comment here that I think you would like. Jmontajny61? Uh, Monta- I'm mm-hmm. saying that wrong. Uh, says, did you guys like Sonic Rush? Absolutely, that's one of Will's favorite Sonic. That games. is one of Will's favorite. Isn't Sonic it like games. your second favorite or something? Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's something ridiculous. You are ridiculous. It is ridiculous, but it, it is so good. <laughs> this is the last topic that is an article. Okay, and then the next two are discussions. Okay, but. Uh, this article is from Nintendo Life. Oh boy! Try not to get too angry at the first hero shot from the upcoming Monster Hunter movie. I thought it was this picture of the monster. I was like, why would I be mad at that? That looks fun. Yeah. They scroll down, and that's the picture. Oh, I have a bad feeling about this. What, I don't what, even like Monster Hunter. What is going on here? This is a. This is a guy. This is a soldier. With, a, with an M16 in his hand or something, oh, you know, something like that. I didn't read this article, but if I remember correctly... Thank Sorry you for becoming a member. Uh, who was that? Where's my stream streamlabs? Oh, I'm not logged in. If I remember correctly, this movie is going to be... Like, is going to have basically nothing to do with Monster Hunter. Well, let me read. Because they kind of explain it. Yeah. But it's, it's a bad... It still doesn't work right. Yeah, and I know the guy you're directing is controversial to say it the least. Why is he controversial? Because of the films he made, which we'll get into. And the article says we got two Twitch Prime subs. Will It's oh. still Studwig and Jazz to six hundred. I think still Studwig when I've been before, but it says now. Yeah. Thank you guys Thank for subscribing to Twitch Prime. You link that to your Discord yeah. account. You get videos early and stuff. Okay, so Sorry. wait, who is directing this? So okay. This movie is being directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, which is not to be confused with Paul Thomas Anderson, who does make actually good movies like The Master and say. It sounds Magnolia. Familiar. And he's also not to be confused with Wes Anderson, who has made The Fantastic Mr. Fox and The Darjeeling Limited and movies like that. This is Paul W.S. Anderson, who has made uh, such classics as the original Mortal Kombat movie, Event Horizon... Alien vs. Predator, the first one. Okay. Death Race, the That's remake. That's this guy. That's yes. this guy. Yes. Okay. And most of the Resident Evil movies. Ah, crap. There's a reel here from last year, a VFX reel. hmm Hopefully we don't get taken down for this like we did last time. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to play it. It's only seven seconds. I think that look. Oh, no. So the monster looks good. I'll play it again. Yeah. The monster looks good. But he's in, like, a museum. I know. Or a mall. Let's see if I can find, like, what... Why? Yeah, because it's... <sighs> why are they letting him do it? Well, I guess it's Capcom, so... Yeah, but even still, like... Why would you... He already botched Resident Evil. They made a lot of money, though. Yeah, there was, like, nine of them. Yeah. There's way too many Resident Evil movies. Uh, So... And this article says, as you can see from the image, which is the image of the soldier. Yeah. Uh, Bonetta. Diego Bonetta. That's the actor's name. Is sporting a modern day military uniform and an automatic weapon. But before you go reaching for the pitchforks. Too late. I already have. Yeah. It's worth noting that the storyline involves a United Nations military team falling into a portal, which takes them to an alternate dimension. Those pesky portals, which sounds an awful lot like the world in which the Monster Hunter games take place. The team joins forces with a group of hunters and together they attempt to fight off the beasts and prevent them from entering the portal and attacking our world. Sounds like the most stereotypical video game movie garbage. You know how like movies like uh, Masters of the Universe and the Smurfs movie, and the upcoming Sonic the Hedgehog movie, those are all movies where somebody from like a fantastical world uh, gets transported to modern-day America, and they got to pal around with somebody in order to figure out what's going on and then try to get back to their world and stuff, and it all wacky hijinks ensues. This is the reverse of that. Yes. Where somebody from modern-day America is transported into a fantastical world. What are some movies that do that well none. or, or th- either one well none well coming to america that's di- that's <laughs> different because coming to america uh, is crocodile in... dundee the new york one that's crocodile dundee <laughs> that's just what it's called yeah oh, okay but but here's the thing people like people don't and those like... aren't fantastical worlds those exactly. are real places. people <laughs> don't like masters of the universe because he-man is palling around With all of his friends in modern day America. People like Masters of the Universe because he's fighting Skeletor in the realm of Eternia. That's it. He doesn't ever come to this planet Hmm. at any point in time. People don't play the Monster Hunter games to play as some doofus United Nations soldier in a fantastical world. They play Monster Hunter to be a friggin' Monster Hunter who doesn't use semi-automatic weapons. uses bone saws. (laughs) Like saws made out of bones. Yep. I don't even like Monster Hunter and this pisses me off. It's weird because they feel it it's because they feel like they need to ground you in reality. They feel like audiences are too stupid to get the fantastical the uh, premise of it. So they need to throw in some sort of you know half-assed realism in order to make it feel relatable. But you can do that, you know, by having it set, you know, like Master of the Universe. In Eternia, the Smurfs, in friggin' Smurfs Village. You don't need to ground you, there's you, other ways to ground it. Yes. Exactly. Star Wars is, I think, the best example. Yeah. They're all aliens. Yes. <laughs> there is no Earth. These are all weird creatures. Yes. But they feel human enough. And that's fine. Yeah. You know, that that's how you do it. Uh Ashley in the chat says, Enchanted is the only one for me. Is, um, is that the Halloween movie? No, Enchanted. I think it's something else. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what you're thinking of. Enchanted is the Disney movie where, like, it starts off it's animated, and it's like a stereotypical Disney movie. Then all of a sudden, those characters get transported to modern day Manhattan. And it's live action, oh. but it's kind of different there because that's a pl- that's like a play on the Disney tropes. It's like using it as a way to satirize, you know, stereotypical Disney themes like, oh, we just met and we're gonna get married and whatnot, things like that. I'm talking, I keep going back to Masters of the Universe because I think it's like the the biggest prototypical example. Masters of the Universe, like when you watch that, you want to see He Man and She Ra and uh, Man at Arms and like those guys fight Skeletor and Evelyn and all of them in Eternia. What the Masters of the Universe movie did was take all of that crap throw it out the window and just take He-Man and put him in modern day America. But that's not why you watch He-Man and Masters of the Universe. Right. They, you you want to be in their world. Exactly. You don't want them in your world. That's not why you like this stuff. The last Monster Hunter game was literally called Monster Hunter Worlds. Yeah. like You want to be in that. Mm-hmm. You don't want them to be here or you to be there. Exactly. You be in Well, I guess you want to be there. But you don't want to you don't need a character to be grounded in reality. Yes. You want to just be completely immersed in that world. Yeah. There's there's a difference between, you know, grounding something in realism and versimilitude. You want versimilitude. You want it to feel real. That's a new word. You never heard that word? No. That's uh that was Richard Donner's mantra when making the original Superman. Versimilitude. It had to it didn't have to be realistic, it had to feel real. Right. And you do you don't need to do that through like science or Or, you know, throwing them in places like that look more like real places. No, you do it through things like realistic emotions, realistic, uh, you know, human connections, things like that. You don't need to do it, you know, by, you know, half ass ways like this. Yeah. Uh, Sonic, the Sonic movie, it's looking better and better for me. But they're kind of doing this exactly. It's it's Sonic. In, I mean, Sonic's not going through a portal, but it's yeah. taking place on Earth. It looks like yeah, it's like and some random and, city, and they pair him up with like a human sidekick. Well, it's Emerald City, but it's like a yeah. city in the middle of America. You know? yeah. yeah, 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 and he's getting a human sidekick, which I don't approve of at all. Yeah, why are we doing? <laughs> yeah, that? that's that's the thing. They pair him up with like a human always like oh you know fish out of water comedy stuff oh no just just create the world yeah just give us make the world awesome and then the story you can just half-ass the story yeah if the world's awesome that's all that matters yeah it's it's such a so annoying especially like for fans of the series who like know what they want like know what the series should be and yet they you know the people making these movies don't think you're smart enough to understand it mark murphy says like avatar Avatar, I think it was super overrated, but, um, they, they just, yeah, they created a world and just threw you into it. People love that world. Yeah. Um, and I, there's humans and stuff, but they're all futuristic humans. Yeah. They're not like, there's nothing that really grounds it. Yeah. You know? So yeah, they, they dive headfirst into this world and that's what works. Yeah. They, I mean, and they explain to you the world as it progresses. You know, they don't, you know, just they don't they didn't put it in modern day Manhattan because, oh, that's easy. Everybody understands that. No, they took the time to build Pandora and then took the time to sh- explain to you and show you what life is like on Pandora. That's my favorite thing about Trigon is that uh, it throws you into this world and it explains everything to you it drip feeds things to you very slowly. It's weird and you're like what is going on? But over the whole series they like slowly show you things and you still don't have the whole story by the yeah. end. But it feels better, you know? Yeah. That's how you have to do it. Make this super weird fantastical world and then drip feed information to you that is satisfying when you learn yeah. stuff. Uh Fred says human sidekick? Like Chris from Sonic X? Yo, I really want to see all, it's all on YouTube, the whole Sonic X-like yeah. series. I really want to see the Sonic Adventure Season because there's a s- yeah. season that is Sonic Adventure One and then it goes right into Sonic Adventure mm-hmm. Two, and I really want to see that. Yeah, I would see but that. But that Chris kid yeah. is in it the whole time. Yeah, he- like, What the hell? <laughs> but that's what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> Chris did not have to be in that show. Yeah. At all. Like, the second he, he kind sh- of ruined it. He did. The second he showed up, I. And because the first episode was like pretty good, that came out when we were watching Sonic Saturday morning cartoons. We were yeah, probably a little too old to watch. Probably, it. but it was Sonic and it was a new one. It's so, like, All right, I'll watch this. The first episode's like, Oh, this is pretty cool. It's pretty funny. And then Chris shows up. I'm like, Man. Man, screw it. And focused too much on him in the yeah. beginning. And that's why I turned it off. Exactly. But apparently, it lasted so long that they made a Sonic Adventure season that I didn't even yeah. realize. We we blew through so many topics. We know? did. Um, all right. Oh, that was it. So now I get to talk about why I think Starlink sucks. Yeah, explain this to so, me because I was <laughs> I heard you said it sucks, and I'm really disappointed by that. So uh it sucks is harsh, yeah um i streamed it the other day and during the stream i was like oh it's pretty good oh, this is good this is stupid uh but and, you know i was like kind of like going back and forth on it uh uh-huh. at the end of the stream i was like yeah this game just isn't really for me i don't it's not that good um and then i was playing and i was like we we're running out of time and i was like all right let me just beat this boss real quick and then i was like why am i gonna beat this boss i'm never playing this game again mm-hmm. then i just shut the game off <laughs> turned the stream off and that was it then i accidentally deleted the stream Uh, um i downloaded it and then the download got corrupted but i didn't realize and i deleted the stream anyway um so in my video i say i'm talking about micro sd cards and i say that i uh if you're like me you need a pretty big micro sd card if you're downloading every game that comes out whether it's good or bad and i show a picture of uh uh the Messenger for good and Starlink for bad. And then yeah. I say, by the way, Starlink sucks. And then I just completely ignore it and, compl- yeah, and move yeah. on. And I thought that was funny that I just completely smash down this game yeah. and then just don't talk about it anymore. But all the comments were like, people were like, you really didn't like Starlink? I want to know more about that. Please do a review. And then all the comment replies to those comments were, he's just trolling. He actually really liked it in his stream. And that happened a lot. I saw yeah. that a lot. People think that I liked it. I don't like Starlink. <laughs> it's not that good. I wouldn't say that it sucks. I mean, I did say that it sucks. I think sucks is a little harsh, mm-hmm. but I definitely wish I didn't spend $60 on it. And it's a $75 game if you buy the physical copy because it comes with the toys. Do you think it would have been better if you played it with the toys? Because do you think the toys add anything to the toys game? Toys don't do anything. They don't. What do, what do they do? That's they not do like anything. a Toys to Life thing where like it adds stuff to the game? It does, but if you buy the digital version, you get all that stuff. Oh, so. Then I then- actually think you get more if you buy the digital version. Really? Yeah. Oh, so then why bother? Exactly. <laughs> So the way the game is... First of all, uh, it might have been a major mistake for me to play Star Fox 64 right before I played Starlink. Okay. Because I was waiting for the game to download. It took too long. So I just played (laughs) Star Fox 64 and pretended like it was Starlink. Mm -hmm. Um, Starlink controls really weird. Really? I think Star Fox is inverted and Starlink isn't or the other way around. Something like that. It's weird. Um, uh, You have two cannons. The whole gimmick behind the game is you have two cannons, a right one and a left one. Okay. And you can swap out the weapons mm-hmm. between each one. So you can have like a shotgun and like a range missile or like, you know, yeah. or a machine gun, you know, whatever you want. All of the weapons are elemental. So like Pokemon, rock, paper, scissors. Right, right. You have like a vortex weapon, an energy weapon, a flame weapon, you can have like a like an ice weapon, and they all all of the different elements are weak to each other and stuff. Uh-huh. I couldn't find a chart online at all that tells you which ones are which, but you can figure it out pretty easily. Yeah, It feels like Destiny in that regard, where Destiny has different types of elemental weapons and they affect different enemies differently depending yeah. on what element they are. Um, you also get upgrades similar to you do in Destiny. You, get, you have to farm items similar like in Destiny. There's also like weird sort of bullet sponges like in Destiny. The only right. difference is that the mechanics aren't very good. It's just like a, like a half-assed flight sim. And uh, that's my favorite part about Destiny was the mechanics were great, and the, I really liked the world, even though people complained that there wasn't a lot of story. Mm-hmm. This game, the world kind of sucks. It, it, it looks and feels a lot like No Man's Sky, okay. like a lot. Yeah, And uh, the only characters that I care about at all are the Star Fox characters. <laughs> And all the comments were like, oh, man, you must not have played the Switch version. Of course I played the Switch yeah. version. Uh, that's the only version to play because you, yeah. you're playing as Star Fox, as, as a Fox McCloud. And you, you can call in, uh, uh, you know, Star Fox team. And that's yeah. cool. All the Star Fox stuff is awesome. But this is not a Star Fox replacement. If this was a Star Fox game, I think people would be super disappointed. Yeah. Um, it's a game that's not Star Fox that has Star Fox in it mm-hmm. and that's why people are stoked about it. Um, and this game also would not be anywhere if it didn't have Star Fox in it. It would sell nothing. Right? I think 80% of the sales are the Switch version. Something ridiculous like yeah. that. Um. So yeah, I don't think... It's definitely not worth anybody's money. If you're on the fence about getting it, just don't get it. It's not that good. It's just a toys-to-life gimmick.
1: They're that trying sucks. to sell
0: toys, yeah. I mean, you were interested with because of the Star Fox characters. Yeah, I, assume, right I thought it would be like a modern-day Star Fox because we're starving for those right now. I mean, Fox McCloud and the team is in the whole game. Okay. That's cool, and you get to play as them. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and he has full dialogue, him interacting. But that's the thing. like, It's so obviously Star... Fox McCloud is so obviously better than all the other characters because even his voice, he's like, hey, hey, I'm Star Fox, blah, blah, And everybody else is like so not interesting at all. Yeah. And even when he talks to them, you can hear that he is just so, such a better character. Everybody else is kind of like, I guess a little underwhelming. Yeah. There are some characters that are cool. Some characters are like, oh, that's pretty cool. Some characters are just boring as hell. Um. AJ says, "I really want to see sales figures for the non-Switch versions. I know it's probably, yeah, sad." <laughs> um, I'm trying to see if anybody else cares in the chat. If anybody has anything to say about Starlink, because everybody's trying to justify well, how good it was. Zap TV Crystal is just happy to be here because it's her first time in the ch- on the stream. Oh, hello, hello, welcome. We should have like an initiation for first timers. Yeah. Uh, I'm You've never played Bayonetta 2, right? Uh no. Because you can only you can, only one. You can unlock um, like Nintendo costumes in the game, and if you wear the Star Fox costume at a certain point, there's an R wing section. An R wing section? Yeah, where, like you fly the R wing to an island, and like you have to like shoot things down. And I was curious, like, if you have played and what your thought on that was compared to Starlink, because I know a lot of people who have played that said it's the best Star Fox and Star Fox sixty four. Holy crap! Yeah. This is especially uh, disheartening because Platinum, who made Bayonetta 2, then developed Star Fox Zero. Ouch. Yeah. Well, I think that was mostly because Miyamoto figured out a a dual-screen way and they had to make Star Fox Zero like that. This this feels like a way for Ubisoft to get their hands on the Star Fox license to make a Star Fox game. To be like, hey, let us do this. We're doing a good job. I uh, I mean the game is well made but it's just not fun you know right. like so I don't I'm I was drawing a lot of connections to the way I remember uh Rogue Squadron feeling because that's you know I have very limited yeah. flight simulator like yeah, experience yeah. um and it just it didn't feel as good you know mm-hmm. And again like a lot people are complaining that it's very Ubisoft that there's a lot of like uh, a lot of the same stuff in the game Yeah uh, there's a lot of bullet sponge sections. There's a lot of mm. areas where you do the same thing over and over again. There's a lot of you just sitting there gunning down this one little spot on an enemy. Like it's uninspired. Yeah. I would say. Okay. Now Divine Nintendo. Nintend <laughs> Nintentard, which is one of my favorite words of the year. Nintendard. Yes. Says in the chat, a My Hero Academia live action movie got announced. And then I looked. Legendary to adapt manga. Manga? My Hero Academia yeah, a into manga? a live action movie. Yeah, but would I say manga first? Was the manga first? I don't know. Legendary said Wednesday it plans to adopt Kohei he- Hor- Okay. Manga <laughs> franchise My Hero Academia into a live action feature film. It joins a slate at the company that includes that the feature film Detective Pikachu based on the Pokemon franchise. Yeah, it was a manga first. debuted in Shonen Jump Weekly. Oh. That's shown in Jump Man. Yeah. Um, the manga version of the series, written and illustrated by Horikoshi, launched in 2014, and a year later was adopted in an anime form. A year later. That's how. That's they how they had to works. have had it in the bag. A year. And you'd be surprised. Like a lot of times, like a manga comes out and then like instantly the anime. Yeah. That that means I'm that I'm saying they have to have had the idea to make it right an, an manga. I mean, an anime very quickly. Um. All right, so apparently legendary speaking. I, <laughs> I don't like that at all. The the anime movie is still in theaters, I think. Grimhain says, Bob, the weapons in Starlink combine. There's like a charge shot. Yeah. I think that's what he's talking about. Uh, Lizgren says, "Bob, thank you for reviewing that game. I was really hoping it would be good, but I am glad I didn't spend my money. I mean, people might like it; it got good reviews, but uh, I just I don't think it's worth yeah anything. <laughs> uh, okay, well, why don't you talk about Halloween? Yes, so I saw the new Halloween movie this week. Um, as some of you may know, I really like that series, uh, even though only four of them are good. The thing is, though, name aside the four, name the four. One, two, four, H2O. Okay. And now I will add the new one to it. Is H2O the one where uh, she's already like kind of old and she's in it and there's like college kids and stuff? Yeah. 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 yeah but, but forget all that because the timeline was erased. Okay. But here's the thing about the, the good Halloween movies except for the first one. The first one is a classic. There's no disputing that. Two, four, and H2O are good despite themselves. So like two is good. But it's very similar to like the other movies that came that like ripped off Halloween. And like it just feels like a Halloween ripoff at times. So it's got a lot of like gratuitous stupid stupid things in it that it doesn't need. Halloween 4 is good. But it feels like a made for TV movie. It's very cheap looking. Uh, the mask is terrible. Um, it's got a lot of like weird trying to be comedic elements to it that I, that I don't really care for. H2O is good. Probably the Best of the sequels, but it feels very much like Scream. The mask is even worse. Uh, you can tell, like, they, were, they changed a lot of things during the development of it while watching the movie. Um, this one has none of those problems. This is a good movie from beginning to end. It's very clear that David Gordon Green and uh, Danny McBride had a singular vision for this movie and were able to see it through completely to the end. I've seen a lot of people say, like, oh, it's too similar to the first one. They're all too similar to the first one. <laughs> the first one's great. I'm shocked Danny McBride had a hand. Yeah, in this. He, he co-wrote this with That's David crazy. Gordon Green. And he does a great job. There's a, there are some beats where, like, you could tell, like, it leans more towards his comedy angle. There's, like, one or two parts where I'm like, all right, they're kind of dragging this out a little bit. But, you know, it doesn't feel wrong. Like, if it works within the context of the film. Uh, they do a really good job of making Michael Myers scary and horrifying again, and not like in the Rob Zombie way where he just like is just brutal to people. It's like actually like you're you're afraid that this guy is gonna hurt somebody. They make him more of a random killer than just like specifically targeting, uh, Flory Strobe, which makes more sense in the grand scheme of things. Um, it's got great twists. It's got great new characters. Um, This is probably the best performance of Jamie Lee Curtis's career, flat out. Um, The music, which is John Carpenter, his son Cody, and one other guy is incredible. Like, John Carpenter is, like, one of the best composers in movies, bar none. And this is, like, one of his best works, period. Um, I highly recommend this film. Um, It does a lot right. It does... There's, like, one or two things that I think it did wrong. But one of them is, like, I felt like it went from day to night way too quickly. There was no, like, gradual transition. And the other one's, like, a nitpicky thing, but it's not important. Because, other because like, in the grand scheme of things, the whole movie works. It's one of the best slasher films ever. Like, if you've only seen the first Halloween, definitely see this. Because it is quite possibly the the true direct continuation of the of the film now i'm not a horror movie person correct i one of my biggest problems with horror movies is um i i just hate how people act in it and it completely takes me out of the like I can't suspend my disbelief enough to believe that these people are that stupid. Right. Like I can't. I like to put myself in the shoes of the person. Mm-hmm. I need like a hero. Yeah. To like feel good about something. Yeah. Or, or or you know maybe it's it's a movie where the outcome isn't too good and then I can feel for the person. I can't feel for most of these idiots who are in these movies. Right. Is Jamie Lee Curtis like a badass in this movie? Absolutely. So I would like it. Yes, she yeah. is a complete. Badass, she's it's a complete 180 from her previous portrayals because, like, the first two films, she's a scared teenager, she's just trying to, you know, run away, uh, scared for her life. Uh, H2O, she's dealing with uh, post traumatic stress, she's trying to get over things, she's in hiding, but she eventually learns, like, no, I have to stand my ground, I have to defend myself. This movie, she is, I'm going to stand my ground and defend myself the entire movie at the risk of. Of ruining her relationship with her daughter and granddaughter. Mm. That's how, like, gung-ho she is with this. But it works, and it works brilliantly. None of... Like, there's there are stupid characters in this movie, but they're stupid teenagers. They're the people who... Like, they're inconsequential overall. I can do stupid if uh, there's at least somebody who has a head on their shoulders. Yeah, I will say this... And as long as they don't harp on it too long... Because I don't get scared and a lot of it is like... Is them really playing on the fear. And they're trying to get you to be in the shoes of the dumb people. And feel scared for them. And I just... I'm completely detached from that. No, no. This is a very... Like all the... For the most part, the good Halloween movies do a good job of putting you in the shoes of the smart people. All right. Like even the police in this movie, in the first two and in four... They're not idiots. Like, they understand, like, there's a threat going on. They understand the danger of Michael Myers and that they have to try and do what they can to stop it, you know? And this this movie continues that. The, the officer played by Will Patton, like, he understands the threat of Michael Myers and, like, the other people, like, that he's telling this to get it, too, and they do what they can to stop him before he can hurt anybody. So... Uh, someone in the chat. Where was it? Uh, twenty, I think. Says I saw it, and as a horror movie buff, I absolutely loved it, and it exceeded my expectations. And then somebody else said, "Where was it? Where was it?" Oh, Major Jazzman says I disagree. Jamie Lee Curtis's best performance was in those Activia commercials. <laughs> Okay, second best performance is this Halloween movie. Best performance is her telling you to eat the poop yogurt. (laughs) The poop yogurt. Okay, I'm Cherokee asks if there's any Halloween comics. So there are, but they're very hard to find. I think uh, the the big one is called One Good Scare, Halloween One Good Scare. And it's from like 10 or 20 years ago. And it was trying to connect all the previous Halloween movies together because they were all like out of continuity with each other. And it tried to connect them all into one. And it was good because it starred the little girl who they were babysitting in the first movie and how she's dealing with, you know, living with the fear of Michael Myers her entire life. It's like $35 on eBay for like a standard size comic. Um, So if you're willing to spend that, go for it. But, um, But that's the one you want to look for. Dunstan checks out... Oh. Says Doctor Loomis better be a badass. Still, he is very dead. He's isn't been it? very dead. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this: there is a Loomis character in this movie, and it was kind of bothering me because Doc, Donald Plasmus' says Doctor Loomis is like one of my favorite film characters. Period. So, like, I wasn't sure like what they were doing with this, but then there's a twist with it, and I'm not going to say what it is, but like, it it saved it and it took the film in a in a much more exciting direction. Ernie Brown says the technical editing in the beginning of, or the first half of the movie kind of sucks. Otherwise, it's a pretty good movie. Did you have the same thoughts about the technical editing? Not necessarily. I. It does get much more interesting in the second half. Like once Michael is in Haddonfield, and like is able to like start his rampage. Um, they do do a lot of like really cool flashback scenes that I thought uh, were interesting. But, you know, overall I thought you know it was edited fairly well. But he is right that the second half. Uh, when Michael is in Haddonfield ready to, uh, you know, start his killing spree, like, is is a much stronger second half. Do you see that Jamie Lee Curtis and her son are, like, good friends with The completionists and, like, all those YouTubers? Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis is a hardcore gamer. Yeah? Yeah. She's I thought like, it was because of her son, but I didn't know she no, was. No, yeah. She used to go to, like, Street Fight like, Evo, dressed as Street Fighter characters. And I saw she went to the World of Warcraft premiere? Yeah. With her son. They're both dressed up. Yeah. Yeah, no, Jamie Lee Curtis is a hardcore gamer. Okay. And John Carpenter. <laughs> So there you go. Uh, um, yeah. No, you go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, that's it. Uh, definitely see Halloween, uh, especially for Halloween. I might have to see it. Now. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go back to our last topic because mm-hmm. Grimhain clarified here. Talking about the weapons of Starlink. Um, when he said the weapons combine or the mm-hmm. elemental weapons combine, because you get the left and right one. Uh, he says, the vor- uh, like the vortex weapon and the fire or ice weapon, When fired together, make a fire or ice vortex. There are other combos, too. Uh, That is cool. But that's not going to save the game. Uh, I think we are done with topics. Yeah. So now is when we talk to you guys. Yes, as always, you can reach us on Twitter using the hashtag Wolfden Den Live. If you left a comment on last week's Wolfden Den Live, this is the part of the show where we will finally answer you. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, if you are watching us live in the chat, live right now, start leaving your questions in the chat because we will get to them when we're done with everybody else. Uh, using the hashtag Wolf Den Live, we got Mark Hernandez. Hey, dudes. Big fan. Oh. Screw you, Mark Hernandez. Tweet a week. <laughs> Tweet of the week! Tweet of the week! Tweet of the week! (laughs) Forgot about Tweet of the week. Um, I pulled it up before just for you. Give me a second. This is from Kuro6. Kate Page, I think is her name. Mm Mm-hmm. It says... I wanted to do a text one. We don't do text ones often. Yeah. All trash cans are vigilantes because they keep our streets clean when others won't. Thank you, Kate, uh, for that wonderful tweet. (laughs) She's got a point. She has a very good point. Yeah. That's a good tweet. This is a classic tweet. Yeah. All right? This is what the Tweet of the Week is all about. (laughs) Yes. So back to Mark Hernandez. Hey, dudes. Big fan. I want an Xbox One from Taco Bell. What games do you recommend? Xbox One and Xbox 360. They... They... Just, they really do give just throwaway yeah. Xboxes and Playstations when they do those contests. A lot of people win them. Yeah, I'm gonna say this: if you do have the Taco Bell version, don't bother playing games. Just keep turning it on and off because when you do, it makes the Taco Bell ding. Really? Yeah. I yeah. I would say don't play anything and just leave it in the box and wait until your kid goes to college and then sell it. <laughs> However, if you really do want to play of. Uh, An Xbox One or an Xbox 360 game. A a lot. like More than a quarter of the Xbox 360 games are backwards compatible now. Mm. So, pick a game. Most likely, you can play it on Xbox One. Um, The only reason I got an Xbox One X or an Xbox One was for uh, PUBG, mm -hmm. which I don't recommend anymore. Because now you got Blackout mode in Call of Duty Black Ops. Uh, And Cuphead. There's not a lot of exclusives. There's not. Um, I will say Halo: The Master Chief Collection because it's four games in one, and they do give you a lot of content. Uh, I really liked Quantum Break. Uh, I think that's a really good, unique experience. Um, if you if you're like driving games, definitely the Forza games. Yeah, Forza's All is really of good. Um I liked Gears Four. I don't know if I would recommend. What's that game? I just it just drew a blank. It's a game, it's an Xbox exclusive, but I... Oh, Sunset Overdrive. Oh, yeah. You said said you're not a fan. uh, Yeah, I know a lot of people really like the game. I just could not get into it. You know what I think it is? I think Xbox fans were really trying to justify exclusives. (laughs) I don't think so, but I don't know. If if you don't have a PlayStation, maybe there's some uh, current-gen games... That are you know multi-platform that yeah. you can get on. Like I, I, again, I like Blackout Mode and Call of Duty Black Ops. You're yeah. gonna want Red Dead on Friday. Absolutely. Somebody else in the chat kept asking, "Are you gonna get Red Dead?" Absolutely gonna get Red Dead. Red Dead Redemption, the first one, is one of our favorite games. Yes, all time, both of us. And like, here's my thing. I'm trying to like, I know I shouldn't get it at this point in time because I'm trying to save money. I'm still trying to get through Spider Man. I want to try and like beat the games I have before I jump into a new one. But the problem is, it's Red Dead Redemption 2. Here's the thing. You know you're going to play it eventually, no matter what. Yeah. And the price isn't going to go down. Not anytime soon. No. So, I might what's as the well difference just... between buying it now and buying it later? I know. I yeah. might as well just buy it now. Yeah. So, yes. I 100% recommend uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, even though I haven't played it. Here's the thing. Because uh, you have an Xbox One X, a lot of the games that are you know, enhanced for Xbox One X, oftentimes wind up looking better than they do on PS4 Pro. So if it's a multi-platform game and it's enhanced for Xbox One X, get get it on that. Hmm. Uh, a little skeet skeet. My dudes. Oh, I'm gonna have to compare uh, Xbox One X to PlayStation 4 Pro, aren't I? For um, a Red Dead? Yep. You can do whatever you want, Bob, it's your channel. You, you know, you're right, Will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make a video about SD cards if I want. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, a little skeet skeet, my dudes, my guys, my broritos. Okay, <laughs> I got a question for the internet's hottest power couple. That's us. Recently, I came across some old games in my closet, and it has inspired me to collect retro games. Got any advice for some for some me starting up? Pick a console to complete? Question mark. We got this question. Oh, we've had this question before. We answered it on the show before, and I point. I mentioned an article on Kotaku by Chris Kohler on how to start collecting retro games. Our answer is: just get what you want. Yeah. Don't, if you want to complete one console, go for it. Yes. That's not how we collect. No. Um, we just get whatever we think looks awesome, or we we think we know is awesome. Yeah to complete our collection right now what my biggest priority is to get any game that i have played before so like because i want to be able to talk about them on the backlog so i want to own them so if there's a game that we used to rent all the time but never actually physically owned i want to buy it yeah you know and if there's a retro game that looked awesome that i want to try i will buy it and then i'll download the emulator (laughs) um That's how I think you should tackle retro collecting is just get what you want or what you had in the past or what you think looks cool. Yeah. Uh, Do it very casually. Don't try to like wrap your head around like completing a whole uh, uh, console because that will drive you crazy. Yeah, I would definitely say a big thing to do is like do your research. In addition to knowing what you want, uh, know what you're getting yourself into Know like what games are like super expensive, what games are super cheap. Um, where your favorite games lie in that. Um, try to look for the best deals. Conventions are your friends, always. So things like that. Yard sales. But yard a lot sales. Of times, lately, people have just been going to yard sales and buying all of the games. Yeah. Being like, I'll give you twenty dollars for every game. Yeah. Game. yeah. A Simone stick. Don't forget your Halloween costumes next week. We won't. Uh, I almost did. (laughs) Uh, God, I got to... Okay. Fred says, if Ultimate Muscle goes to Jump Force, will you guys play it? I heard the demo was rough. Yeah. And we played it. it We played the demo and it was rough. So, I don't know. I don't think I'm getting that game. I want My Hero 1's Justice. But that comes out on Friday. Yeah. So does Red Dead. Mm -hmm. So I'm probably never going to play it. Yeah. Um... Uncertain sound, and then he quoted Wolf Den Live, and then he quote-tweeted New York Post. These three little words are a big turn-on. Oh, Wolf Den Live. <laughs> I like that. that I'm going to retweet good. that. that <laughs> uh, Prince Altoid <laughs> says, I just wanted to say thanks for the podcast tonight. My best friend, oh, God, I was diagnosed with stage 4 terminal cancer today, so this has been really relaxing and therapeutic. Keep up the great work, fellas. Thank you. Hope. Things are better for you and your best friend. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) we we don't usually get like the heavy stuff like this. um, So don't worry, Will. He tweeted at us twice. Okay. (laughs) So we're we're happy that we can provide you any sort of comfort during this time. Uh, Thank you for your listening, and we hope everything works out. You know, with, with your, your friend. And you know what? Here's something that I like to remind myself every once in a while. No what matter how bad of a day you're having, mm-hmm. someone else is having a much worse day. Yeah. <laughs> so. No matter what. Yeah. No matter what. So there's always a little bright side in there. Yeah. The pessim- pes- pessimism. Um. All right. Where am I now? All right. Uh, last week. Last week's Wolf Den Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm completely lost here um oh god this is a big one eddie yoshi bob i love you your content is the bomb but when you talk about monster hunter i don't like using the phrase but you clearly just don't get it man remember last week i was talking about how uh they just would not give up the way you move between areas the loading times and Mm -hmm. everything it was insane uh you don't know what you're talking about. Yes from the outside the map being split into zones was done as a technical limitation but the reason it stuck around was that it actually worked into its own mechanic. You split the zones up each being numbered so it was easy to tell where a monster or material was by following the number the zone number but you can already do that in world 2 the place where it differs though is by the zones being split it means if you are being attacked and are low on health you can run to another zone to catch your breath and heal up without the monster following you okay one uh you moving to another zone to to catch your breath and heal is an exploit of the technical limitation right two if it's something that stuck around because it's an interesting mechanic, then why was it taken out in World, and why is it so much better for it? Mm-hmm. It was a it's a it's a dumb thing that they tried to hold on to because this is how Monster Hunter is, just like random encounters in Pokemon. Yep, that's how Pokemon is. You got to have random encounters. No, you don't. Yeah, no reason for random encounters. Uh, Yoruchi. In the chat says, "Hey, Wolfden, are you going to get the new Kingdom Hearts game for the PlayStation Four and review that as well?" Uh This is actually last week. I said it in the chat, "This is last week's Wolfden live." Uh, no, I'm not. We've never been Kingdom Hearts people. Yeah, like ever at all. I'm not interested. Either. Yeah, we think we were watching the E3 demo here, and my wife saw it, and she saw those Disney involved. She got excited, and we're just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, calm down. Yeah, the the trailers have been bizarre. Yeah, I mean they look they look good. Whatever people are hyped for it for some reason the American versions that we're getting don't have sound effects, and they're doing it on purpose. The trailers, the, the trailers. Yeah. yeah, the first one um, looked like it was a mistake. Yeah, apparently it's they don't want to uh, cover up the music. What? But they have voice. Audio, they have VO over it, so they're covering up the audio anyway. I don't know, this is such a weird franchise, and at this point, it's so impenetrable. Like, even if we were to get Kingdom Hearts 3 and play it and review it for the channel, we would have no idea what was going on because you got to play one and two. No, sorry. You got to play 1.5 and 2.8. You got to play 365 days over two. You have to watch Dunkey's uh, summary of Kingdom Hearts. That is very good. I remember when it came... I think it was Kingdom Hearts 2, and then Resident Evil 4 came out around the same time, and MC Chris did a thing oh. where he's like, I'm playing... Kingdom Hearts 2. And for like four million years, I'm not even the main character. I'm this <laughs> character called Roxas. I gotta walk around town. I gotta go to the fair, I gotta get a key. Meanwhile, I play Resident Evil 4 and it's like Bitch, there's zombies coming, you gotta shoot them all right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not about I, I'm not about that. I'm not about games that take one thousand years to get to the point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Kingdom Hearts is a good game. I've just never been interested in it. Yeah. So not my thing. There's other people. There's a lot of other people out there on the internet who are super into it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to jump into that. Random username and then a whole bunch of numbers says, hope they add the trading card game as a side quest plot line. Is that it? Does that talk about Pokemon? I think so because he then says, also it would be great to make the battles equal in net level. Right now when when one trainer has one Pokemon and the and then it's cut off. I think Fred screwed up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna look that up. Okay, well Why don't I'll re- you? read the second? Yes, Philly, yeah. uh, Fili- Phileus. Uh, uh, the random encounter thing you mentioned reminds me of Earthbound. In that game, if you're a higher level than the enemy you're going you're going to encounter, it just skips the battle and gives you XP. I That's think- awesome. <laughs> I think it's a pretty cool feature in Pokemon. They might want to give you the option to fight, as you said, though. Since some people might want to fight a particular Pokemon to catch um EV train, hunt for shinies, etc. Also, the thing you said about the weaknesses not making sense is what I've always thought too. Electric isn't effective against ground, but shouldn't it but shouldn't it be because you have to be grounded to get electrocuted? I've had friends try to explain to me, yeah. but their explanations still don't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Rock. It should be ineffective against rock. Yeah. But it, it's neutral. It makes no sense. Yeah, I don't. Uh. So, random user, mm-hmm. the rest of his comment was. Oh, wait. Well, let's go back to this. Okay. That guy was, was referring to last week. I was talking about how uh, they should make it so that when you're running around mm-hmm. and you encounter another Pokemon, if you're a way higher level, it should say, hey, this character is a way higher level. This Pokemon's a way lower level than you. Yeah. Would you like to obliterate it in one hit? You click yes, you don't even battle it, you don't go through a million menus, you just get the XP. Yeah. Apparently, Earthbound does just that. Yeah. That is awesome. That is awesome. Mm -hmm. That might make me play Earthbound. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Maybe I'll do that after Pokemon. Uh, Now, random user says also, it would be great to make the battles equal in net level. Right now, when one trainer has one Pokemon and the other has six, the trainer with more Pokemon will always win by spamming. Cap the net level on both sides. Example, 1 level 10 Pokemon versus 5 level 2 or level 6 and level 4, etc. Um, yeah, I, I, I get that. I see that. Pokemon is easy. It's like a really easy game. Yeah. And people people get all like uppity about how y'all oh, you better do this or you're gonna lose yeah. no you're not there's so many different ways to win um i don't really mind when you run into a trainer and they barely have any pokemon mm-hmm. but i see what you're saying they there there could be like a maybe in a new game plus give all the trainers like six pokemon i don't know i don't know it's not a bad idea though. yeah um where are we average joe average joe Says, please don't want. Please, I don't want Let's Go series to become a thing long term and replace development of remakes. I don't know a single fan of Pokemon that's really excited for Let's Go. They all just say, yeah, it's neat, but I'm waiting for the traditional game. If they start effing around with Pokemon too much, it'll start to tank. Not everything needs a Breath of the Wild style shakeup to a core formula. Um, uh, it's not. Po- First of all, Pokemon Let's Go is a remake. Yeah. It's a remake of Yellow. But he's more referring to, because what do they just do? Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire? Something like so that. So the next one would be black and white. So, like, to, the game's to be remade. Okay. So he's, you know, whatever they call, you know, super black and super white or whatever. They already did black to him. Well, they did that immediately after. Yeah. Um, that was more like, you know, instead of doing Pokemon gray. Right, 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 right. Um I don't know. I like the idea of redoing yellow. Yeah. Because uh I need more gen one in my life. Again, I don't think you know, this isn't replacing anything. This is just a supplemental thing. This is more this is the casual gamer's Pokemon. Well, according to him, it's replacing one of the good traditional remakes. Like like what you said, a black Yeah. Black, omega black or whatever. Yeah. But I don't think it is, necessarily. Beautiful black. Yeah. I don't know. Pitch black. Pitch black. There you go. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a good idea. Because, it's again, it's going to bring in new players. This game isn't for you, clearly. Yeah. Um, The next game will be for you. Oh, yeah. So, I say, take what you can get. (laughs) Austin Nichols says, I'm probably going to get both Let's Go and the 2019 release. I welcome getting rid of random encounters i'm sick of buying repels to avoid a million zubats and ratatis yeah it'd be nice to be able to just walk around them mm-hmm. but again when i play let's go it wasn't that easy to just walk around them their hitbox is a lot wider than it looks yeah so yeah you can walk around them if you take like a wide turn but uh you'd probably still want repels to like get rid of them completely yeah um like if you go into a cave there's probably gonna be a billion bats. It'll be hard to walk around them, so you might still need a repel. But um I don't know for sure. And yeah, I'm gonna get twenty nine. I'm gonna get all the Pokemon to come out. I'm getting I'm forcing myself to get hyped for Pokemon. I'm not normally yeah. I wouldn't even care. But uh I mean maybe I mean I'd probably care about Let's Go because it's Gen one and I care about Gen yeah. One, but uh I'm significantly more excited for 2019 now that I've been playing more Pokemon. All right, now we're in the chat. Okay, start asking us your questions live. Uh, AJ says, if anything, just cap the po- the amount of Pokemon that enter the battle, like the anime. The amount of Pokemon that enter the battle? Oh, like stop you from having too many Pokemon. I see what you're saying. Yeah. To, to level it up. Uh, Elite says, hey guys, I'm a huge fan of your channel, and I was wondering what you think of the new Starlink Battle of Atlas game. Damn it. Uh, we just talked about it before. Yeah. I'm not a fan. And I would... I, I am disappointed that Bob's not a fan, because it looks good, and I guess it's not. I would say if you're on the fence, don't get it. Also, scroll back and try to find where we yeah. talked talking about. Oh, I can tell you. Mm-hmm. No, I can't tell you. Maybe I can tell you? It might have been around an hour and six minutes in. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Uh, Alias, Will, what do you think is the best animated Spider-Man series? I just started Spectacular Spider-Man, and I am enjoying it so far. Uh, I think that is the best animated Spider-Man series. Um, So you already hit the high part. Um, Just be warned, it kind of ends on, it doesn't end on a cliffhanger, but it ends very openly, and they never got to finish it because the rights reverted back to Disney, and they didn't want to continue Spectacular Spider-Man. But you got yourself a good one. Burgundy Burnout said we skipped his tweet. Oh. Uh, he said, using the hashtag Wolf Den Live, Jamie Lee Curtis's best performance was in the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. I'm so happy that was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Lizard and Bob, what are your overall thoughts on Pokemon Heart Gold? I like it so much better than any other Pokemon game I've played. Yeah. But that isn't saying much because <laughs> I haven't played many. Nice. And I just got off of Yellow, and Yellow is, It has a lot of problems. So, jumping from yellow all the way to heart gold, it's like night and day. I like it a lot, but there's nice. so much in the game. There's so much to do. Uh Go Gamer 89, have you heard about the Hori USB play stand? We might be getting a wave of third-party docs, boys. Uh he tweeted at us using the hashtag Wolfden Live and I pulled it up. It's this. Hori is apparently making a stand. It's not a you can't you don't connect it to your TV, but it's a stand and it's got USB ports and it can angle. It's really for tabletop mode. Oh, so it's not OK, so you plug the USB you plug the Nintendo charger into that. Correct. and it just kind of acts as a as a as an extension cable, really. Yeah, okay, so that's not bad, but that's not a dock. It's just a tabletop stand.: Yeah, it's a USB hub, basically that can also charge your switch. I mean, that's a little scary. Yeah, you still want to be careful because there's still, like, voltage and well, stuff. Well, it says—Hori is officially licensed by Nintendo. Right. And it straight up says Nintendo on it. It looks like a yeah, Nintendo Yeah, it's got product. the Nintendo seal quality on there. So this is a straight-up Nintendo product, yeah. pretty much. Um, That's cool. I'm never going to use this. Yeah. A lot of people play in tabletop mode, more than I expect. The, the multi-port USB play stand enables you to use up to four wired peripherals in tabletop mode if the AC adapter is connected. So you can you know do four player multiplayer on this thing right that's pretty cool yeah uh, I'll probably never use it That's pretty cool mm-hmm. uh where am I Bat Mabel says Pokemon Heart gold and soul silver are the high points of the series to this day that's why I'm playing it because a lot of people are talking about how great it is so I felt like I needed to give it a shot. Uh, AP mockingus says, Bob, can you clarify what is considered self promotion in the Discord so I can DM you another weird tweet? <laughs> All right, so I have it very open ended as the rules in our Discord. Yeah, I say self promotion. Well, let me read the rules of our Discord. Uh, rule number one is no self promotion. Links to other Discord servers is not allowed. No exceptions. I think that's pretty uh, self-explanatory. Right. Promotion of any kind is discouraged. However, peer review is tolerated. If you'd like feedback on your videos, artwork, music, feel free to post with the with the tag hashtag feedback wanted. Please do so infrequently. If you have any questions, please feel free to to add me. So, this actually that rule actually worked very well mm-hmm. <laughs> because. What I found is that people like always send me stuff and it's like, all right, thanks. And then I'll be like, oh, you should do this, this, and this. And when I realized they don't want feedback, they just want to show me their stuff and they want me to promote it or they want other people to see it in the discord. Mm -hmm. So putting the rule feedback wanted, it makes people, because once people get, people are afraid of feedback. So when you add that rule, people are like, oh, never mind, I'm not going to do it. I don't want anybody to talk about my stuff. God forbid. So that worked. Uh, if you want to share tweets that you did, I don't know. I don't, uh, that's that does feel weird, doesn't it? To you're basically just promoting yeah, your Twitter, <laughs> basically. Unless it's like super funny. Yeah. Unless you think you got a real tweet of the week contender. You're you're uh, you're. Uh, it's a risk you have to be willing to yeah. take. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you there. But if it's like a funny Photoshop you did, there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. Just post the picture. Don't you don't have to post the whole tweet? Nothing wrong with posting a meme you made. Uh and then Jinkoff uh Morales, Bob, do you think Ubisoft will take a stab at F0? If not, do you think Nintendo will bring it back oh, for the Switch? I've said this before and people don't agree with me. I think it's too late for F0. I don't think there's a reason to bring it back. Yeah, I disagree with you completely. I know. Yeah. I think it's I think it's a type of game that isn't going to do well, especially at a $60 version. Another company, I don't think we know who it is. Is it Retro? I don't know. But somebody is supposedly making a Star Fox Grand Prix. That is like a Star Fox F Zero. I hybrid. think Retro was the room. Well, everybody thinks Retro because they everybody wants Retro to make everything, right? Um. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Somebody's working on that. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um. AJ says, Bob's a dum-dum. Thanks, man. Well, it's not wrong. Uh, X says, but what if you are really awesome and wanted everyone to know? I guess he's talking about uh, your rules. The rules. Too bad. Yeah. Uh, f- Rangus Fardsley. I butchered your name. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you think there could ever be a power dock for the Switch? Bet... Uh, for better graphics or power for the console? No. What <laughs> is it? A a better a powered dock for the Switch for better graphics slash power to the console? Oh, so you're saying like a like a graphics enhancer? Yeah. No, no I don't think it's possible because it's USB C yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, but. I don't think Nintendo would ever do it and I don't think they need to. Yeah. I don't think uh, they're going... I don't, I don't think they need to. They, 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 we're not getting 4K out of this thing. It's just yeah. never going to happen. Um, Nintendo would really have to be behind something like that and again, it's going to be confusing for buyers and that's the last thing Nintendo yeah. wants because, you know, parents are going to be buying this for their kids Yeah, and uh, you're going to introduce this thing and certain games are going to run on it and, and certain yeah. games aren't. Yeah, because remember... Customer confusion was part of what killed the Wii U. Yeah. They don't want to do that again. So that's gonna be. I mean, and and look at the Xbox One X and the PS4 Pro. Like you don't want to segment the market like they did. Yeah. You know, you want to be as simple as possible. Sjr says, "How much is it killing you guys for waiting for Red Dead Redemption Two? And will you plan a live stream gameplay?" So I wanted to stream it on Sunday, but we might have to do a multiplayer stream on Sunday because it's the end of the month and I haven't done a multiplayer stream. Mm. Well, it's a good thing Red Dead... Oh, no, it doesn't. It launches next next uh, month, Red Dead Online. Oh, yes, Red Dead Online. So, I don't know. I would love to stream it. But Does the know. original Red Dead Online still work? <laughs> I'm not doing that. He's backwards compatible. I'm not doing that. The problem is, when I do multiplayer streams, the only ones that actually draw people that to actually play with me is like Mario Kart. That's like it. Because yeah. nobody has these other games, you know? Rocket League is good too and Splatoon is good but yeah. uh, for the most part Mario Kart's the only one that brings people out. I'll just wait for Smash to come out. Yeah, Smash is going That's the thing though. Like, Not a lot of people buy these games at launch. Yeah. So when, when a game launches it's still not a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But yes, I'm going to do a, a multiplayer senior for Smash for sure. Uh, I'm going to read one more. Okay. Jake Gamers, do you think Nintendo will bring a GameCube games for the Switch? 100% absolutely. Yeah. Uh I'm just surprised they haven't said anything recently about it. Eurogamer in 2016, no, mm-hmm. 16 in 2016 before the Switch was even out, said that they were they had confirmed that Nintendo was working on Luigi's Mansion, uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee and Super Mario Sunshine for the Switch. Since then, we never heard anything about it. Yeah. So uh I think there's something in the bag. Mm-hmm. They're working on something but uh but there's no nothing confirmed yet, and it hasn't been confirmed for over two years. Uh, so, do you have anything you want to read? Uh, I just saw uh, Boot Hut Bob. Will you ever stream Blackout? And if so, on what console? I stream it. I've streamed two or three times now on Twitch. So follow me on Twitch.tv/slash Wolfden if you want to watch me stream weird stuff. I'm probably gonna stream Red Dead on Twitch. So follow me on Twitch. Mm-hmm. And uh, hey, man. Thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. And thank you for chatting with us as always. Wolf Den Live is every single Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern right here on YouTube.com slash If you can't make the show for a- any, any reason... Maybe you're playing some <laughs> Jet Grind Radio. <laughs> we always put the show up again as an archived version on Thursday for you to watch on demand whenever you want. If you prefer to listen to us rather than watch us, you can do so because we are also an audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you listen to us on any of those platforms, any at all, I'm losing my breath and I'm going feeling- to pass out. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to us on any of those platforms – uh, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us because that helps us with placement on those respective stores. Like I said before, follow me on twitch.tv slash wolfden, where I've been playing Pokemon Heart Gold. I'm pro- I, sometimes I add my stream with some Blackout and Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to probably play some Red Dead and play some weird stuff. Stay here on YouTube if you want to play uh, probably Mario Kart on Sunday. Unless I pull a fast one and you know, play Red Dead instead, that might happen. Um so yeah, there's live streams here all mm-hmm. the time. There's live streams on Twitch all the time. Thank you guys for hanging out. Go over there to hang out with us some more. I'll see you next time. Some one of these days. Goodbye. Bye.